Welcome to the Out What Now podcast. I'm your host, Megs Pulvermacher, and each week I'll be bringing you stories, interviews, and insightful conversations with queer folks, much like yourself, about how they've navigated the ups and downs of their coming out journeys so you can do the same while learning to love yourself more fully and live more boldly and authentically. Wherever you are in your coming out journey, know that you're right where you're supposed to be, you're loved, and we're so excited to be on the journey with you. What is happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Out What Now podcast. Super pumped to be hanging with you for yet another day in our Chosen Family series. And our guest today is none other than Ashley David, who actually did an episode with us in season... I'm going to say season three. I'm pretty sure it was season three. (laughs) And as I'm thinking about it right now, I'm not super confident, but pretty sure it was season three. So you can check out the link to that episode in the show notes if you want to get some more deets on what her story is as far as coming out and all of that good stuff. But she offers a bunch of really good insight on um, reaching for a goal, getting out of your comfort zone handling failure and how you define that and how you bounce back and navigating through different seasons of life where different things kind of rise to the top for you as far as values go. And um, also around as far as the holidays go, um, navigating to two different Christmases and adopting new family traditions, whether it has to do with work schedules or family structure or all of the different things that go on. I think that's a thing that a lot of us, as we go through life, start to deal with adjusting to change and embracing new opportunities and ways of doing things. I think it's a really cool opportunity to kind of reflect on what that might look like in your life, embrace it as we go forward, and uh, some really good advice going into 2022. So I think you're really going to enjoy it. And because I think you'll enjoy it so much, I'm going to kick you right on over to our conversation. All right, everybody, we're here with, again, the one and only Ashley David. Welcome back to the show, my friend. How you doing? Good. How's it going? Thanks for having me back. Oh, it was such an easy decision. We just, everybody needs more Ashley David in their lives. I think we know. Well, I'm happy to serve. <laughs> <laughs> here for all of you. Um, <laughs> so like I mentioned in the intro, uh, Ashley and I did a uh, an interview in season three. So if you want to hear uh, the deets of the story, you can go back and check that out. But for folks who haven't heard that yet, why don't you give the folks a little bit of an intro into who you are, pronouns, any identities you got going on over there? I know you got a couple. Uh, What's going on? Yeah. All right. Well, I am Ashley David. My pronouns are she, her. And 
kind of what I do is I am working on building a community about seeing people's full potentials um, outside their comfort zone. Cause I think life is all about escaping your zone. Yeah. You got to get out of the comfort zone. Right. Yeah. In order to grow. <laughs> True that. And you're like a, like a legit athlete. Would you, that has to be like, yeah athletic comes up in so many elements of your life is that's got to be like that's like core Ashley David shit right there yeah for sure as an athlete like what does that look like for you now these days um so basically I'm always trying to go past my limits and just see what the body can do because I like new challenges. I like to be uncomfortable. Um, so right now I'm actually just focusing more so on strength. Um, I lost a lot of it during training when I wasn't focusing on strength when I should have been. Mm -hmm. And, um, so now kind of, you know, winter, um, I'm really focusing on building up my strength um, in the gym again, lifting, but also I'm focusing on my running and running more to a heart rate so I can get faster. Yeah, faster. Something, (laughs) gosh, I haven't been for many years. (laughs) Yeah, I've slowly gotten slower, so I need to kind of regroup and skyrocket up. Well, at least you're consistent. You've slowly gotten slower. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it all works. It all works. And when you say uh, training, you were training for a triathlon, right? Which I'm guessing we'll get to in a little bit here, but. Yeah. Yeah. I did that in September. Yeah. Right. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Cool. Well, we can't wait to hear the update. Um, when would you say is the last time you came out? All right. So I, you know thinking about this question um I think that and you know in general in the queer community we are constantly coming out because the the norm is is straight so like anytime you introduce yourself like if you introduce yourself like with your partner or or whatever it's essentially like you're you're coming out and um you know, even in a daily work life, like if people try to ask about your personal life, like, oh, do you have a husband? What, like that kind of stuff. Um, so I can't remember the exact, like, you know, it was December 1st, I was at this place, but like, I just think in general, like we are constantly on our toes about coming out and have to come out. I mean, like my mindset it's like the movie Love, Simon, where everybody's gay until they tell me they're straight. Yeah. Right. And they like come out to me. <laughs> yes. I think it's something that's so interesting about the amount that we have to come out and keep doing it and doing it and doing it is you mm-hmm. start to, you like, don't remember. You're like, I don't know. Was that December 1st? Was it Thanksgiving? Was it whatever? Because it just becomes a yes, part of your day. day. And yeah, you don't, it's like, what did I eat yesterday? I don't know. Food. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I remember what time. why I was eating. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like breathing kind of. So we all have a lot of stories, but if you had to like give us in a nutshell or a particular story that really makes you, you, what would it be? Mm-hmm. 
Well, I have a lot. I know this is a short, short version. So if you really want to hear, go back to the last episode that we had. But um, I think one of the things that that make me me has just kind of started within the last um, year and a half. Um, I like, you know, three, a year and a half to like three years because I started really being into fitness, like probably three years ago. Um, and that's when I started like my passion for triathlons and, and things like that. But then last year, um, we touched base on this last time too, but you know, I stopped drinking. And I think I became not a different person, but in a sense, a different person, like my mm-hmm. mindset changed rather than like, hey, like, let's go out and like go to the bar or something. It's kind of like, Hey, you want to go for a run with me? Like (laughs) kind of thing. So I think, um, my greatest story is like my journey with becoming sober and my, you know, the milestones that I was able to hit with that and just like the clarity and the mindset shift. Um, I've always been, you know, a positive person and I always love, um experiencing a lot of different things in life but like I think now just like you know not drinking it just it's a whole new ball game a whole different mm-hmm. ball game um so I think in a in a nutshell that's probably my my greatest story yeah and and so cool too because well it's like it's a decision it's also many decisions because so much of our culture mm-hmm. is rooted in that in social interactions and with the foundation being alcohol and going out and all of that all of that stuff um with the clarity do you think there are like certain aspects of your life that have specifically gotten better or is it like kind of one of those things where I know when like my fitness and nutrition is on point everything in my life improves (laughs) at once, but is there a particular area of your life that you feel like has gotten especially better since Um, you made that decision? I think not like a specific area. I think like you said, like just in general, but I think like one of like, and I was talking about this with someone earlier, like one of the biggest things is like, you have more meaningful conversations with people because like, Mm. think of it like, a lot of in-depth conversations you have are like around a campfire drinking around like going to the bar and like having you know what I mean and so like I think that like taking alcohol out of the equation like you remember those conversations you even can dig deeper because you have clear thoughts so I think that like my whole life has changed for the good in general but like I think very specifically like just very much more meaningful conversations with people. Yeah. It's like voluntary vulnerability. Right. <laughs> versus it was hard at ha- first. <laughs> hammered in the bathroom at the bar at 2 a.m. Like, uh, you know, oh my God, I love you so much. And like crying but with your friends. You the best people. Let's get real. <laughs> I mean, that's, you're on something there. But um, I think that's, that's so true. I just listened to a podcast the other day. Do you follow uh, Lori Harder at all? I don't think so. Um, so I li- her podcast is one of the ones that I listen to every that I'm actually like up to date on. 
and it's mm-hmm. called earn your happy and the uh they're short so they're great for my attention span and um this one was about you will never rise above the the quality or the goal or the achievement level of the people you surround yourself with which i believe is a confucius quote confucius right mm-hmm. yeah i think yeah um and it's this concept of like if you want to get more fit, like you're always going, your fitness level is always going to be commensurate, if you will, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a word I type in psychoeducational reports a lot. And so it's on my brain right now at the same level as the yeah. fitness of the people you're surrounding yourself with same with mm-hmm. drinking or business success and that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. so you really give yourself a great shot to, elevate your conversations and your life experiences if you know you're obviously going to surround yourself with people who have goals and align yeah. with yours with a yeah. decision like that yeah that's I, I, re- I think I read it somewhere maybe I heard it on a podcast the other day where it's like surround yourself with people who are essentially you know better than you or striving to hit the similar goals that you are because like those are the people that are never going to judge you those are the people that are like in your corner, like just cheering you on. Um, so that really stuck with me too. Yeah. I remember when I went through the precision nutrition coaching program, when I made some really big mindset shifts in my, um, with fitness and nutrition, which is exactly what I paid for. And, um, one of the stories they were telling is like their primary. So one of the coaches primary social interaction that changed was instead of brunch on Saturdays, they had like, they made these like fun obstacle courses, obstacle course things, and then Uh like made brunch together or something. And it was like, breakfast is super easy to make healthy. So it's like, not that big of a deal, but they're like flipping tires and doing ladders and sledgehammers and stuff. And I was like, that is so cool. And it's one of the ways that I found one of my favorite gyms ever, like looking for something like that, that actually feels yeah fun flipping tires to flipping pancakes I like it you know what I mean yeah so we're having this conversation within the context of this chosen family series largely because for a lot of folks in the queer community in our community who Mm -hmm. um come to the holidays or December kind of the end of the year whatever this time of year means for them um, you know, there, <laughs> it can suck. It can be hard. Yeah. Um, so for you, when it's, when this time of year rolls around, what are some things that come up for you either, you know, positive, negative mm-hmm. family stuff, activities, mindset, what you got going on? Like, where are you, where are you at? Um, so it's, it's interesting because so like growing up, we were huge with holidays for my family and stuff. Um, just like I have a big family on my mom's side and everything and, you know, like traditions and stuff. But like my parents separated when I was in my 20s. So like we had all of these like holiday traditions. And then when they separated, it was like, what do I do now? So like it took me <laughs> many years. I was like, hey, thanks for two Christmases. But like, it 
it was like, it took me a lot of years to really kind of, you know, get the mindset where it's like, okay, this is the new norm for, for me in my situation. Um, because I was so used to growing up with like, just surrounded by like, you know, like for me, like my mom and dad, like just our holiday traditions and stuff like that. Um, and so I think that it wasn't an, I mean, an, negative yeah it could be a negative experience but like you just have to you know switch it into a, a positive like you can build new traditions like I was starting to get older and and that kind of stuff um and then I mean fast forward to now um it's hard sometimes to have like my girlfriend and I have um traditions because at the moment she works in a hospital setting Mm, so mm -hmm. she works on the holidays so it's it's like you know last year she was off thanksgiving um but this year she's off christmas you know so it's always interchangeable right. um where i work at the moment we have to work um on thanksgiving because we do our whole turkey trot race which is which is really cool but mm. essentially since I live away from home, it's hard to go home and see family around around the holidays, just given like our work situations and things like that. Um, but, you know, we, we make the best of it. And I think like a cool, and I don't know if this is outside the word tradition, but like a cool tradition is like, I feel like every year we like start new traditions and that's like our tradition. Like <laughs> you just like you do something different <laughs> every year. Like, um, uh, but we we definitely enjoy like going out and cutting the tree down and that whole um thing um but I think more so in the last few years is I actually posted about this the other day um for for people who are you know sober and who don't drink this is a very hard time for them because the holiday season is you know in in our culture is surrounded by drinking and food mm -hmm. and so I you know I posted something the other day just like you know hey like if somebody says they don't want to drink like don't ask them twice don't pressure them like you don't know what they're going through you don't know if they're gonna you know make a huge pregnancy enough like you just you just don't know like what's going on with them so you don't want to make them uncomfortable just say like okay like here's the non-alcoholic options that we have um, and I think around this time, like, as for, for my setting, it's like, that's, that's more of the mindset that I go to. Cause I mean, last year around the holidays, we were still, you know, in that weird world. So this year is kind of like the first time, like mm. really going out and, and going to holiday parties and stuff again and not drinking, um I just went to a holiday party the other week and I didn't drink like I had my athletic and stuff and you know I'm I'm at the point where it's like it's not it's not hard for me because I know like I have bigger priorities for myself but just like I know others experience the the awkwardness and the you know vulnerability with that and so I think that's what at the moment I think what holidays like what I really want to tell people is like, just don't ask twice. <laughs> yes. Be cool, man. Yeah. Like that's all. no means no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and nobody owes you an explanation. 
So a lot went on in 2021. Did it even happen? We'll never really know. But um, do you have a kind of big takeaway? I'm sure you learned a lot of different things, but a maybe biggest takeaway from the experiences you had in 2021 and maybe some advice for folks heading into 2022. Yeah. Um, for me, 20, like for most people, was a whirlwind, maybe even a bigger whirlwind than 2020. I'm not sure. Never um, even happened. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. Well, just like, it's so weird to think like, oh, 2020 was almost two years ago. Like, what? Um, but I think the biggest takeaway for me is like, it's okay to fail um, and not even like the word fail. It's okay to not hit your goals and have to take like detours yeah. to get to your goals. Um, you know, the biggest thing is when we talked, I was training for the, the race. I don't think it, it happened yet, but like, so I wasn't able to finish the race um, because I didn't qualify from my bike in my swim time. Like he had to do it under five hours. And I was like at the oh. 520 or the 540 mark. Um, so like for me, like, you know, I, I was training for months. And so that was like, wow, like failed. Like I wasn't able to complete this race that I've been trying for. Like, this is the first time I ever couldn't finish a race. Like, but then after I, you know, complained a, f a few days, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I really sat down and like reflected and I was like, you know what, like it's, it's okay to have to take other paths to get to, to get to your goal. Um, and I think that was just a little like a hiccup and a road bump. And it opened my eyes that like my mindset wasn't in the right place. I, you know, was burnout mentally and physically like it, you know, I, I, even if I did finish it, I shouldn't have finished because I just, I just wasn't in the right, right spot for it. Um, and so I think going into 2022, like my biggest thing for people is like, just take chances. Don't be afraid to, uh, fail, make mistakes because that's truly how you're going to, you're going to grow and then just come back stronger. If you do hit a roadblock and have to detour around. Yeah. Cause that yeah. shit's going to happen all the time. <laughs> yeah. And it could be in a, a lot of different areas of your mm -hmm. life. And there's always something to glean from the process of like the process of training. I'm sure you learned a lot about yourself and what you care about and all of yeah. that, you know, from the process, even though that like initial expectation of how it was going to go wasn't necessarily mm -hmm. met, which yeah. yeah. Life happens. Life does. And <laughs> it can be a real B, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's real out here. Um, so if folks want to get in touch with you, even if it's just to be like, actually, David, great interview, great advice, uh, yeah. <laughs> all that good stuff. You're now in my chosen family. What is the best way to get in touch with you? Uh, at the moment, definitely Instagram, I would say, uh, uh which at, is, what's your uh, handle? It's, um, at underscore escaping your zone. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show again. I'm sure this isn't the last time we'll see yeah. you. Um, no, I appreciate it. It was awesome. <laughs> Good seeing you. 
always glad to have you. And um, thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. That is all we have for you today. But make sure you catch us back here tomorrow for yet another episode. Until then, keep it queer out there. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Out What Now podcast today. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean so, so much to me if you could take the time to leave a five-star rating and review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. And if you know someone who could use the message you heard in today's episode, please, please, please share it with them so that we can get this message out to as many people as possible. Thanks so much for being you and keep it queer out there.